0: Hi, I'm Jessica Rudnicki with Reynolds and Reynolds. Welcome back to Connected. Today, I'm talking to Gary Reinhart, product manager at Reynolds and Reynolds, about different ways to identify and prevent theft in your dealership. Let's get connected. Hi Gary, thanks for hopping on today.
1: Thank you, Jessica. It's a pleasure.
0: Well, we are certainly glad to have you. Um, so, this is not always the most fun topic, but I'm hoping that you can provide some tips today on what can be done to identify and prevent both internal and external theft in dealerships. So, okay. over the last couple of months, I've talked to a few industry experts who've explained that for a lot of businesses right now, you know, it's a really vulnerable time due to decrease in staffing, um, transactions moving to re- to more remote platforms. and you know, frankly, a lot of families are really struggling financially, right? So Gary, obviously protecting you know, your physical assets is is a given. But what are some other like more basic things that dealers can do to help protect their investments against theft?
1: Well, it's true that especially in today's environment with COVID. um, You know, there's just a lot of people who are struggling. uh, and, And a dealership, you know, you, you might uh, be able to keep your employees, you know, coming in and cars are still selling, but that doesn't mean that a spouse or significant other isn't going through some, some stuff, even the illness, that might change their fundamental setup, right? We're all kind of set up with a certain amount of expected income and, uh, you know, we pay our bills and, and do what we do with that and anytime that changes it adds a lot of stress so this is a very good time to think about theft in the dealership because it had already become a problem or at least uh, one we knew more about in recent years you can't look at a an automotive automotive news uh, without seeing two or three articles on theft or you know caring about uh, theft somewhere so uh, it is a time when customers need to, to look at the dealership as a whole, you know, from a physical standpoint outside the dealership, you know, do you have a surveillance system in place? Do you have the lot being monitored? Do you, uh, do you check the surveillance system that, you know, amazingly enough, you might have a system in place, but you know, unless something noticeable happens, you don't go back and look at the tapes or whatever, you know, we're all busy. Uh, you know, the locks that lock up your dealership, are they being changed on a regular basis so that past employees who may have a key, you know, don't somehow have a way to get into your assets. So I think, you know, those are probably pretty top of mind for most uh, dealers right now uh, to just lock it down and, and, you know, make sure to the degree that you can, you're protecting yourself. Uh, Now, inside the walls of the dealership though that can be another story. Um, Most of our customers when we talk to them they have some degree of checks and balances in place or they have uh, somebody who's checking the books if you will to make sure that that isn't happening. Some basic things that that dealerships can do to protect themselves is you know do you have a surveillance system? Do you have someone monitoring your lot? Um, You know maybe Bringing somebody from the outside in to do a parts inventory—just uh, you know, go ahead and, and make sure everything is what it should be. Uh, there's just some very basic things you can do to pay attention to what's happening in the dealership. Uh, you know, if you have uh, storage areas, you know, are you changing those locks a couple of times a year? You know, how many managers have come and gone that would have a key to those that you know, are you changing them every time a manager changes? You know, you probably you probably sit there and say, well I probably should, but you know, that'd be a lot of money. So, but because of the times, because everyone's situation is changing, um, typically, you know, we hire good people, right? And, and we may have them checked out, we may check their references, and they may be, great employees for years. You know, one of the things that I found in some of the research I've done is, you know, the average tenure of an employee who steals from a dealership is around five years. And that's kind of surprising because at the five-year mark, that's probably the point where people are starting to say, well, they've been here. They know it. we can trust them, right? You know, and suddenly we, we let our guard down and, and that's when theft is going to happen. So, uh, you know, individuals are dealing with COVID in a lot of different ways from from the loss of their job maybe to the loss of a job by their spouse or significant other or you know god forbid you know someone in their inner circle gets COVID you know and suddenly the person that was set to you know, they, they, they made an income, they lived off the income, they were able to save a little bit and everything was going fine. It doesn't take a lot to upset that apple cart. So you've got employees in that scenario possibly and then you have people in the neighborhood, people in the area who are looking for a way to get, you know, something that, that maybe would have never done that before so the, the simple things from the outside are, you know, have the video surveillance, lock it down, change the locks, you know, move your inventory around a little bit so that uh, you know, if there is a, a darker area or whatever else, there's there's not always an opportunity to, to know that a certain vehicle is in a certain place on the lot. There's there's just different things that can be done to discourage others from trying to steal from the dealership.
0: So. Yeah, so, so you, like for the more basic things, and you provided some great examples of theft happening today. So, um, but you mentioned, you know, surveillance, moving your inventory around, making sure your locks are changed when employees, you know, when turnover happens, things like that. They all seem like pretty actionable, easy things that can be done, you know, to prevent theft from happening at a dealership. So I want to know, kind of based on your experience and what you've seen in dealerships, because you've been in quite a few where you where you look for these kinds of things, how effective are those what we'll call basic measures um, at preventing or catching theft in dealerships?
1: Well, one of the challenge, one of the challenges of of catching the theft in the dealership is how creative everyone is. But, you know, from a, a... an overview you know it just makes sense that if everything that we do you know there's someone else whose job it is to validate it to you know say yes I've looked at this you know and and most every dealer that I've ever talked to most every controller I've ever talked to they know this right but what happens is suddenly, you know, I'm, I work in, a, in an office that typically runs with five or six people, but because of COVID, you know, maybe we're running with three people, or there's only three people at a time, and they they switch off the days, and and it's easy for good practices to get set to the side until we get through this together, right? But you know, when it comes to payables, when it comes to receivables. You know, even the parts inventory, you know, bringing someone in from the outside to do the parts inventory, changing things up. You know, when we talk with dealers about theft a year ago, right? We would talk about, you know, does everybody take their vacation? Does everybody, you know, where we can, you know, do we change job responsibilities from time to time, just so that it it keeps things mixed a little bit right and you can you can do it by saying we need coverage in case something happens or whatever else but really what you're accomplishing in asking even your controller or your chief financial officer whatever their title is go ahead and take your you know two to four weeks of vacation you know we can survive without you you need a break right But it also gives us an opportunity to make sure that you know things we know what's going on, right? And that's where we talk about span of control. And you know, when I talk to to dealers and and they are uh, you know not coming in on a daily basis, they're they're more they're the dealer, but they let others run the business, the general manager runs the sales side and the controller or CFO runs the accounting side, you know, and and suddenly that person is creating invoices or posting invoices and and creating vendors. And they're the signing sign off person. When you see these high, high dollar amounts of money that was stolen from a dealership, a lot of times it's death by a thousand cuts. They they found a way to get a little bit every time this happens and, and it just happens on a regular basis. And uh, it's amazing how much people have gotten away with manipulating pay plans, you know, for, from the sales side. There was even a scenario where we got into where uh, a group, there was a collusion here. The office manager was in on it, but they were actually paying greater commissions uh, because of the way they were wholesaling vehicles. They would give um, a, a customer, you know, say the value of the vehicle was higher to get a higher commission when they sold it and then take it to the auction and bring it back and and lower the value of the vehicle and then sell it and make a higher commission a second time you know and you know a lot of different things may require some degree of collusion but in a lot of dealerships there's a lot of office people whose spouse might you know be a technician or work somewhere else in the dealership i mean here at Reynolds, you know, my wife works at Reynolds. So, you know, it's something that happens everywhere, I think, but those are things you kind of have to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah. Well, great examples (laughs) of theft. Um, And obviously, you know, it makes sense to have some sort of process or, or tool in place to help. There's, you know, like you said, people are getting so creative with ways to steal and you have to have something in place or it's, it's, it's going to fall to the wayside and you're, you're not going to realize it's happening. Looking at some of the ways that ex- external theft occurs, you know, you you mentioned a couple of examples, moving inventory around, you know, vehicle theft, that kind of thing. Um, also, top of mind, you know, credit card fraud happens quite frequently. But What are some of the ways that are maybe lesser known and should be taken a closer look at? So, you mentioned wholesale, wholesale theft. Is there any other like smaller, maybe not as known ways?
1: You know, really, what we've seen is there's something that we refer to as the fraud triangle, which, you know, breaks down into, you know, motivation, opportunity and execution of, of, of stealing. And the reason why this is such a big deal now is, again, you know, a lot of employees, a lot of people on the street you know are in a tough situation due to COVID. Either they or a significant other losing their job or expenses or, or god forbid you know somebody in their family has it and you know there's a a theory that I don't know if it's a theory but it that good employees can ultimately do bad things because of their circumstances you know and you know if you see someone let's say that you know because of COVID you want to share job responsibilities a little bit because not everyone comes in every day and if someone fights that and and they say you know this you know I'm the only one that can do this or something like that you know that's a red flag you know that if someone doesn't want to share what they know, what they're, you know, what they do, if they're, they're posing and if they're the only one that can do it or understand it. Very few of us are rocket sciences scientists, right? <laughs> Probably most everything that we're doing in the dealership, someone else could do. And, you know, there, there's just some flags you can look for, you know, if, if people are going on, you know, extravagant vacations suddenly uh, there was even one study that looked at if you have someone who you know, never bought Girl Scout cookies, right? When when someone came into the office and their child was selling Girl Scout cookies or never was especially known to be uh, someone to contribute, right? If suddenly you see them and they you know, working for a nonprofit and they're off hours and they're they're doing things that are not typical. Um, that can be an indication that they're trying to get some inner satisfaction to offset something. And 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 it could be that they found a way to steal. And it's a very interesting concept to think about that that we need that self-satisfaction, you know, that we need to feel good about ourselves. So suddenly the person that was never said hi to anybody is is the nicest person in the world. There's a lot of things that can tip you off to say that's just not like that person. And and anytime you have that, you know, you might want to switch the roles around a little bit or look a little closer. But, you know, what we really find is. Again, if I sit down with the owner and the managers, the controller, the general manager, everyone's going to say we have checks and balances when we run reports. Um, and the reality of it is are you doing it as often as you tell me you're doing it because there's an awful lot of theft that's not getting caught that could so yeah does that help
0: yeah definitely a lot of um different factors you mentioned the the theft triangle Um, you know, different things to look at when you're kind of investigating and looking into whether or not this is happening in your dealership. So, I'm glad you brought that up for us. Um, I really, up until this point in doing a little research, hadn't realized, you know, the extent to which theft could occur. So, wonderful tips and thank you so much for for sharing, um, educating us on internal and external theft, Gary, Um, and thank you you for being here with us today.
1: Thank you, Jessica. I appreciate your time.
0: What a great conversation with Gary. Hopefully you'll be able to use some of his tips to keep your dealership free of theft. Before we hop off, just a quick reminder, you can watch or listen to past and future podcast episodes on YouTube or Apple and Spotify podcasts by searching for The Connected Podcast. Subscribe on these channels to get notified every Wednesday when new episodes are released. Thanks for joining us. See you next week.